love you. So 220 for the, what is it, first week of April. Happy Easter if you're Christian. Happy uh, April if you're not. Happy Easter if you're Catholic. Oh, yeah. That, well, I... They're in the same. Isn't it called? Uh, they're on the same uh, team. Spring solstice is that a thing? Do people do? Yes. The if you're a, if you're a dirty pagan, sure. Or wicked. I won't call you dirty. <laughs> Pagans out there. Look, I was using the colloquial terms. Okay. Well, I don't know. <clears throat> Let it stand. This is Nerds Eye View, and I'm Jordan. <laughs> Who else is talking? This is Andrew. Oh my goodness. And this is Adam. Welcome back. You're Thank a regular you. regular staple on the show at this oh, point. Oh yeah. Oh. I would say, is I would he say, a staple? Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for this kind of commitment. Well, I, would, I would say he was a, he's a nice revolving chair, but he keeps coming back. I so. think he's more of a paperclip than a staple. Yep. Does he keep popping up asking if you need help right in the middle of <laughs> typing a document? That's his cousin Clippy. Oh. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, third, third in the line. All right. <clears throat> Let's get down to business. We are reviewing Furious 7, the uh, airdrop of a movie. And uh, we have our normal business of the box office, the new releases, uh, of course, a, a little a little something special right before the review, and then our guess the endings. Uh, let's get to it. Count me down. I want to stay at number 10. The second best exotic Marigold Hotel. Look, and then I'm going to ask you number nine. Do you believe in number eight? Kingsman, the Secret Service. Who are in league and taking orders from number seven. A woman in gold. Who number six? It follows, follows, follows. <clears throat> the number five. Insurgent detergent. Which is what you could call number four. Cinderella. Who uh, in the Vin Diesel offshoot had to number three. Get hard before she could go back number two home to go number one furious seven tell me about them numbers uh them numbers are freaking crazy because except for about two hundred thousand dollars uh one movie came in and made almost more than all of the movies last week combined yeah uh that's nuts. It was 143.88 million last week for the total of the top. Total of everyone and Furious 7 all by itself. I mean, if I just rounded the numbers up to the nearest million, they would be equal. Yeah. But it's 143.62 and that is just incredible. I guess all the advertising really worked because if you look at these numbers, the crazy thing is when when you see a movie make that much money, you just think, all right, well, no one else saw movies then. No one else went to the theater. Uh-huh. But Home came in for a second week and made almost another thirty million. That's incredible. Yep. I mean that that's a hell of a lot of word of mouth. Which one's Home? That's the, the animated. animated movie with Rihanna as the oh the main, alien right the alien yeah. one. And it's my got, name is Ooh because everyone hates me. <laughs> that's. That's the whole film. Right? <laughs> that's the entire Pretty film. Pretty much. Yeah. That's why kids love it. She's like, nobody hates you. Let's sing a song. Yep. <laughs> Is that DreamWorks? That. Uh, yes, yeah. actually. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> and then and then Get Hard in its second week made another $13 million, So I guess raunchy comedies are still in there. And then Cinderella, the other family movie, made a $10 million. 
and uh, Insurgent, that uh, young adult-driven uh, movie about soap, uh, made another ten million. And it's crazy because the next five are uh, seriously a grab bag. Yeah, just like it's like hey, things that you would never believe other, making a top ten. Other people saw these movies, yeah. by the way. Like, do you believe the? Right. I believe it's a Christian film. Right. And Woman in Gold. It's literally Helen Mirren goes to court to get a painting. And what what hurts the most? And Ryan is that, Reynolds is in it. That maybe. movie just came out. Yeah. And that made two million. It made two million in its first weekend, and that was enough. Right. Because this box office. The, the is so movies. Insane. The movies you never. I mean, there's a movie that made one million dollars exactly, mm-hmm. and that was the Marigold Hotel. And it's just, it's incredible because these are not movies you would see in a top ten. No way. Not even close. But they're on here because everyone else saw the top five. These, and, uh, these top tens have been pretty weak. Our review from, from the last week, uh, It Follows, number six. Yep. And barely. Like, if, if this wasn't such a top-heavy week for movies, like, if there was a better spread, mm-hmm. I don't even think it'd be in here. Uh, it is a, it's a lone horror film out right now. Yep. Kind of. And it's kind of a weird... Look, I, I really love the movie. It's a weird time to release a horror film right well, at the beginning I of summer. I think uh, uh, even critics are saying it's weird because it premiered a year ago at Sundance. Right. So it could have come out any Last time year. in the past six months. It's just strange. Uh, but it's, you know. But crazy numbers, 212. I mean, pretty much 213 million. This is it. This is the beginning. Right. This is uh, the beginning of the summer box office. The summer box office in April. <laughs> summer in April. Starting early. Uh, we were we were thinking it'd be May, you know, right. Avengers and all that. Mm-hmm. But no, of course, well, it's Avengers is just going to make it. It's going to kick it off. Avengers is going to ex- explode. Yeah. Right. Well, what else is coming out for summer blockbusters? That's <coughs> Ant Man at some point. Mm-hmm. There's there's a there's an interesting at least an interesting movie every week. Like there are some weeks where we actually have to kind of stretch the the boundaries of what we consider is acceptable to review. Like sometimes yeah. we'll watch. Just a movie that people are talking about, or something that is a smaller release, or you know, limited or whatever. But I looked over the next two months, and there's seriously like there are one or more movies per week that I could see us reviewing. Like it's it's nonstop. It's starting, and it's just going to keep going throughout the whole summer. Nice. So there, I mean, I mean, I'm not talking about like huge numbers, but yeah. there's this is the movie season. It's happening, and that's awesome. It's here right now in our faces. Right. Uh, all right, so if you don't want to go out and see any of those new in theaters things going on, you could stay at home and watch one of these new releases, starting with DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, we have the film A Most Violent Year. I've heard only good things about that movie. I know, I'm very disappointed I never got a chance to see it. Uh, it was playing for a short time uh, in Irvine, the Irvine Theater that plays these artsy stuff. That's just, I mean, that's about... Aside from going up to L.A., that's kind of the longest, the furthest I'm willing to drive to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also came out during a time when like all of the other Oscar movies were <coughs> being shown. So yeah. there was really no reason to go see that movie. But I'm looking forward to it now, now that it's out. Uh, also on DVD and Blu-ray, we have a film called The Voices, Ooh. which I don't know if that ever got an actual film release. And I, I, if so, I completely missed it. It's uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh my God! There's people in this. He uh, he goes on a he wants to date a woman and uh, she stands him up and so then uh, his dog and cat start to speak to him and his cat is evil and his dog is good and he has to decide who to listen to. Oh my goodness! Uh, so there's Anna Kendrick in here, Jim Atherton. There's people in this movie. 
yeah, it's uh, I don't know why I got dumped, but maybe the quality wow. will speak for itself. I don't know. Yeah, I was intrigued by it. There's usually a reason why it gets dumped. Huh. <laughs> oh, so uh, the it, first came out, it came out February sixth hmm. of this year. Probably limited. Yeah, that's incredible. So the first on the DVD only list, uh, I wanted I didn't to play. Click it. I didn't click it. I wanted to play a little game. Uh, so I clicked it. You did? Why would you put "Don't click"? That's gonna make There's me want to. There's a reason. Cl- yeah. I didn't, well, I didn't you read can't anything. Play. It's I a, didn't read it's a game. You, do you remember the poster at all? No. Okay. We'll we'll let you play. Okay. So this is a fun little game where I like to try and make uh, at least Jordan guess what the film is about based on just the title and one other important detail of the film. Hit me. So DVD only. The title is The Cheat. So can we play this like uh, <clears throat> James style where uh, I can ask for a thing and then if I don't get it, he can get the other detail? So that way he'll have both pieces of information for his oh, guess? Sh- sure. I don't care. <laughs> All right, so you either get main actor or the year the movie came uh, out. In this case, uh, if you don't want the main actor, I'm going to say the main actor is not like a... like A well-known person? Not Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not that well-known. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the genre. Ooh. Genre. Genre or year. Or if you want the main actor instead of the genre, I'll give that to you. Year. Okay. 1931. Oh, oh my goodness. The film is called The Cheat. The year is 1931. I think Just this released is, on DVD. I think this is a... A comedy romp about a uh, dude who is kind of promiscuous and has uh, multiple women, and and it's pretty much a precursor to that crappy, uh, um, I forget the name of it now, but that movie where all the the girlfriends kind of find out about each other, and they kind of John Tucker must die. No, no. I mean no. that's kind of, but uh, the other woman was the one that the was other released. woman that was the most recent one recently. <laughs> And it's about how they ago. all... That's how recent. They, <laughs> they all find out about each other and they, they come together to, you know, get him in the end. So you're very wrong. Okay. So, Adam, would you like the star of the film or the genre? Genre. Okay. Drama. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, I'm, I know you said drama. And Jordan is very wrong, by the way. <laughs> I know you said drama, but I'm going to go off book here, Okay. Uh, I think it's a lot like. <laughs> I think it's a lot like Reefer Madness, where instead of pot, it's a cheating spouse, either male or female, one of the two, and it just shows how cheating can bring your life down, down, oh, down, okay. just like marijuana. And I think it's just, just the harmful effects of being. A, yeah, uh, the harmful effects. Yeah. Am I right? No. Damn it. It's uh, a, then it's a card movie. Here we go. It's about a gambler. It is, in fact, about a gambler. See, it was either it was either a cheater or someone who cheated. I will games. read it to you. And the star was Tallulah Bankhead. I have no idea. Who, who was is. a woman. You were both focusing on well, you said man or woman. It was nineteen thirty one. So I was being Here's, sexist because. Let me read the entire description. Temptation meets its match in The Cheat, a scandalous pre code classic starring Tallulah Bankhead. Elsa Carlyle is an impulsive and charismatic gambler who has fallen on hard times and owes a large sum of money. A wealthy playboy promises to help her, but his price may be more than Elsa is prepared to give. When her devoted husband takes the fall for her passions, Elsa's loyalties are put to the test. Created during the most decadent era in motion picture history, this daring story explores a woman whose addictions lead her on a path of danger and discovery. Wow. I thought mine was better. 
So it's like the precursor to... Uh, God, I always have these good zingers, and then I forget the name of the movie. Bazing! Uh, Jared Leto. Yeah. Yeah. What well, was one of his first Death movies? Death of a Dream. Yep. Dream. Dreams, I died Requiem for a Dream. Requiem of so instead of, a dream. Instead of uh, methamphetamines or whatever they're addicted to, it's about... Train uh, spotting. <laughs> good. You're good at this game. Drugs. The next did I get it? DVD only. Did I get it? <laughs> We're in the middle Andrew, of the- did I get it? Yeah, drugs. Okay, thank you. Drugs the movie. Uh, the next on DVD only is Let's Ride. How many eyes are in that? Three. Okay. Let's ride. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> you don't appreciate the extra no, eyes? I don't, I don't appreciate I don't, I don't like it. improper grammar for the sake of... Of a movie <laughs> pun. Yeah, it upsets me. There's not even an exclamation point either. That's what really bothers me. Let's ride. It's Let's like if ride. Tom was saying it. It makes me uncomfortable because it's also a gold, a gold winner of Aurora Awards in 2008. Uh, <sighs> but it's about Southern California uh, motorcycle driving. It's like 200 hours of the best motorcycle driving what? in California. Or 200 minutes. I don't know. I'm just oh, okay. this price is 25 bucks. It's not a real you movie. You can it's get it right now for 9.29. Oh, shit. That's a bargain. Look, review. I have to say that if you're going to own one biker DVD in life, <laughs> it's enough with this one. I've had quite a few others to compare with. It was professional, oh, this interesting, thing is so long. and entertaining. Very good music, also excellent. Uh, this is the the DVD oh. that they put in the uh, the TVs at a Harley Davidson store. I love. Can I wait? Can I can I read the first sentence of the next review? Please, just for, please. If you've ever thought about writing in the fabled lands of California, want to know what it was really like, then you need to watch this DVD. Let's ride. No joke. <laughs> All of these reviewers are from other countries. <laughs> None of them are actual customer reviews of. Like on Amazon, so all of these could just be one hundred percent bullshit because they were put in by the person who made the. And the movie was made by a cup, a couple of expat Scandinavians. What? (laughs) Oh my god! Ah, Southern California—the very words stir the soul. Palm trees, sandy beaches, night rides into the desert, and the allure of the Pacific Coast sideway as it rolls by the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's keep moving here. That's great. Our next two on DVD only sound similar, but they're different, I swear. We have The Mystery of Edwin Drood and this is a separate film, The Mystery of Marie Roger. Are they made by the same people? No, but they are both based on classic literature. The first from an unfinished, I believe, Charles Dickens novel. The second one from uh, uh, Edgar Allan Poe's story. That's weird. Involving his famous uh, detective character, hmm. uh, Monsieur. What what was his last name? Did he get a last name? Holmes. He had a no. That was that Dupin. Was, yeah, Dupin. That's Dupin. All. Dupin. All right. Uh, well, they look cool. <clears throat> but yeah, I thought that was funny that there was uh, two mysteries. Almost out. the same exact title, just different names. The mystery of name. Yep. Uh, new on Blu-ray. Gearheads, get ready. It's breathless. A French co-ed flees with a West Coast car thief this who is lives <laughs> by comic books and Jerry Lewis music. This sounds crazy. I kind of want to watch it. It's Richard, actually a Richard remake Gere. of a French film. We? Oui? Yeah. In well, the French film, that's why the co-ed is French. In the French film, it's flipped. Their nationalities are flipped. Ah. I it's an American news. woman and a French man. And it's in, in Europe. In France. Yeah. So it's cool. not... Oh, I've seen that. That's a actually the original Breathless is really amazing. Actually, I it's got uh, Jean Seberg. 
Yeah. And she is a beautiful. Mm-hmm. I She's the one who did that haircut, right? That made it famous. Yeah, she's yeah. the made the short short haircut. hair famous. She I totally forgot. That is seriously one of my favorite French movies. It's well, so much Richard Gere do it. I don't want to. <laughs> if I wanted to see a gerbil, I would go on Really? The You're gonna make that joke? Yeah, I'm gonna make that joke. But no, oh no, the original go watch the original Breathless. Are you kidding me right now? Get out of here. I totally forgot about that. That's great. All right, let's move on to TVD. Uh, uh, I'm going to play the game, Has Jordan Seen This? Uh, Manhattan Season 1. I'm going to say no. It's a fantastic series. <laughs> uh, Last really... time I got it wrong because I assumed you saw Red River or something. Yep, and, yep. and, and I like, never oh, even heard, never of heard of it. it. Yep. You're like, uh, this sounds amazing. <laughs> Manhattan, <laughs> you were way into it. There was a, there was a lot of uh, advertising for this before it came out mm-hmm. on AMC, which is a, a TV channel where I watch a lot of shows. It was, it was about a truly nuclear family. Exactly. And I found it to be really interesting because it, it focuses more on the family dynamic and the way like living your lives under constant pressure and military supervision and just the whole like red scare time that they were in during the cold war, like, and, and, uh, well not, well pre cold war during actual fighting, uh, world war two. So it was like pre red scare and just kind of showed the source and the mindset that prevailed over the following decades. It was really interesting. And I'm looking forward to a season two because it in the first season ends in a crazy place. So, that's cool. I would suggest people check it out. Uh, that's called Manhattan. Uh, moving on, the final final thing on our list here, and I would say the most interesting for me, on TVD, we have something called TV Guide Spotlight, very special episodes. Ooh. And this is a collection of the very special episodes of TV shows that they used to do. Let's see. On the cover of this, it has <laughs> yeah. Read them off. Maud, that '70s show, Good Times, Cosby Show, Jeffersons, What's Happening, Facts of Life, Party of Five, Different Strokes, Roseanne, to name a few. I I kind of love these weird little. Oh, it's only got ten episodes in it, and those are all the shows. That <laughs> never mind. There wasn't <laughs> many more. I didn't read the rest of the cover. Uh, but I think, and there's a couple other. TV to get guide spotlight DVD things coming out, but that was the one that I was most intrigued by. Now this could be up for a lot of debate. I mean, they pick one episode out of all the Cosby Do show. You, are you making a joke? I don't. know. No, I'm not making. I'm just saying, like this could be up for a lot of debate. You know, it's like when you got me that best of Dragon Ball Z fights. I was like, well, this is very debatable. This this isn't a best of. This is a very special episode. What does that mean? Is this like the is PSA Adam episodes? In, in, yeah, that's what they are. Oh, okay. 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 Are you post? You're, is he post PSA? Is this what's happening? Uh, maybe he's pre and he doesn't now? understand. Have we reached an age? We've you are old. like two years older than me, Andrew. No, no. There was a moment where he went, you went to the high school I went to? That's how fucking old we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, they, okay. okay, let so me explain PSA. it to you. So <laughs> episodes. I know what a PSA episode is. Get out of my face. They call them a very special yeah, episode. I, don't explain to me. You better be explaining to the audience right now. Uh, so they call them a very special <laughs> episode. Uh, yeah, so I'm very intrigued that TV Guide found a way to spotlight these very special episodes. It's going to be just the stuff they're going to be talking about is just not going to be, half of it's not even going to be relevant anymore. It's just, no, of course not. <laughs> Don't touch the strangers. And then they splice like a scene in on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely a different voice coming. Says, yep. Internet. On the internet. Don't take, they're going to say some kind of drug, Molly <laughs> <laughs> from strangers. 
<laughs> is that the hip drug? Is no, that what you're trying to say what's what's going to be great is when they try and put in like a modern ancillary, but they mess up and they put in like a video game. Like, Don't take hot shots. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that was from the Battlefield game. What are they talking about? Uh, uh, all right, so if you want to... Don't take the spice. Watch any of those. <laughs> it opens your mind, <laughs> but turns you into a giant time-traveling beast oh boy. when you swim through it. Uh, just go to your local video store and pick these up. I'm sure you'll like them. I'll especially, let's ride. Let's ride. Uh, since we started recording, that's I've just been watching that on repeat. <laughs> oh, good. Yep. Uh, and I really want to own a Harley now. Now it's time for. Uh, I mean, you want to overpay for a Harley. You know it. Okay, this is not the time or place. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, love, I wasn't even looking at Andrew, <laughs> but I felt the look. <laughs> I felt it from here. Uh, uh, we're gonna get to our review of Fury Seven right after this. G'day, I'm Kev McCauley, and I'm Bev McCauley, and we run the Dinner Party Small Talk Comedy Podcast. We got all kinds of comedy. We got situational comedy. We got observational comedy. We got improvisational comedy. But we don't have puns. No! If you want puns, then you can rack off. If you like puns, then you're an idiot. Wait, I like puns. Shut up! So listen in to our new episodes every fortnight. Kind of. And if you don't like it, then you can get stuffed. Dinner party small talk. Where Where the the big issues take a backseat to dinner party... Small talk. Yep. All right, let's get to work. Hey, Roman, you freaking out? No. Yes, you are. (laughs) Can somebody just walk me through what we're supposed to be doing? Justin, you didn't think it could get any better, huh? Here we go.
I got family. Is everyone ready to ride or die? You know it. Let's right. just ride on this one. Okay, yeah. Let's. You know what? That's actually a good idea. Everyone wearing their helmets and buckled up? Yep. Okay, good. I'm going to put on my seatbelt. Good. Uh, <laughs> we're going to review Furious 7, a film directed by James Wan. Which I didn't know before this. Uh, he's He comes from a background where he did horror movies. He did Mr. <laughs> he did Mr. He did Saw. That makes sense. I was. I don't know what I was going with Mr. there. I don't know. Mr. E? I think I was going to call him Mr. Enigma? Saw. That doesn't quite work. Mr. Well. Saw, uh, have you been playing Bloodborne? Uh, no. Is that a thing? Yeah. Uh, your main weapon's called a saw cleaver. Oh, that sounds delightful. <laughs> so Furious 7. Uh, if you can't tell from the title, it's the seventh film in the Fast and Furious series. Okay. I know. All right. I know they've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. But why do they change the title of the movie every it entry? Me. It absolutely I don't me. get it. it right in front of us right here. Because I'll tell let's, you why right now. I'll tell you why right now. Because when number two happened, great title. Too Fast, Too Furious. I mean, yeah. that's your second movie. You're going with the great title. Yeah. You know why they kept doing that? Because they didn't know they were getting other movies. So they just... they, but they, they knew, couldn't have, Hold they, on. They knew after the third movie. Because the third one was a, a sleeper hit. They had no idea it was going to make as much money as it did. Mm-hmm. Tokyo and, Drift? Yeah. yeah. Tokyo Drift made way more Fast money than Furious, they thought they were. Like, uh, the majority, like, in Japan, that movie was through the roof. Yeah. They made, oh, yeah. They made, like, over $200 million or something. Yeah. Just from Japan. So, like, that's why when they came back with the fourth one, they went back to basics. With the Fast and the Furious, and that makes sense. There was no thus. It was just Fast and Furious. You're That's the, the first one. That's the first one. Yeah, yeah, this is the fourth one. So then they just got lazy and they just cut out the thus. Yeah, and they made it an ampersand. This is very important, everyone. And then they kept the ampersand. Well, because I think, well, also the fourth one kind of reinvented the right, series right. the way they, they brought do the characters. It. So back I think in. they wanted to keep it fresh. Back to basics. Back they to didn't basics. want it to feel like it was part of like you know like a trilogy or whatever. I think they just wanted to start over, and then they realized, oh, we're still making tons of money on number on the sixth one. We'll go Fast and Furious six, so you know. But see what what bothered me though it was Fast Five, then Fast and Furious six. So they 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 like skipped a generation. It I, seems like <coughs> the naming scheme skips generations because you go you go Fast and Furious f- Fast Five. Then Fast and Furious Six, well, so these two you. are paired, and then Furious Seven. So you're you're taking the different title, like yeah, Fast what Five the and Furious. Fuck? No, 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 let me tell you, when Fear, Fast and Furious Six was in theaters, on the theater screen, what appeared there was Furious Six, but everywhere else it's credited as Fast and Furious. 6. What? When you watch the film Fast and Furious Six, I only already, the word Furious appears look, on look, screen. Look, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I saw that movie last week. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. It said Furious Six. Yes. What? I was very much. I was. I noticed this and was excited because I loved the the pairing of Fast Five Furious Six. Right. But then, as soon as it came out, like everywhere else, everyone was like, "Yeah, it's Fast and Furious Six. And I haven't, you know, I haven't gone back and so like in all the marketing it. material and yeah. stuff was probably wow. even some of the marketing material for Furious Seven calls it Fast and Furious Seven. Just Can so we just be honest? Like they can't make a movie that makes <laughs> sense. You think their titles are going to make sense? Uh. It doesn't have to. But I also I th- think <laughs> I think the movies make sense. I think a lot of the 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 you, when you think of films, when you get to the fourth one, it's like a drag. So that's right. why Fast and Furious they just drop that four. Yeah. Don't even put that four there. Yeah, because they don't want to remind people. It's like the 
like video games hit this. Like we're on the 17th yeah, Assassin's Creed or whatever, right? And I feel like if they're going to go on with the series, which... Give it up. Of course they are. Someday, you know, they will. Uh, they just need to give up the t- the number scheme. Because at this point, I think it's becoming a Are they parody. still doing a number scheme for it? Well, I'm saying if, oh. they, if they were thinking about it, yeah. they shouldn't. Because it gets to the point where, like, my parents watched uh, twenty one Jump, twenty two Jump Street last yeah. night, mm-hmm. and they at the end of the movie they have that very funny parody at the end where they they show the title sequences to like up to thirty, like yeah. thirty Jump Street or twenty two Jump Street thirty or whatever, and like it does that; it becomes a parody of itself. Mm-hmm. So they need to do something else, mm-hmm. at the very least, in the naming scheme. <clears throat> Yeah, because uh, this is this is way too confusing. Here's another thing I want to point out for you. If you look at the years that these films came out, we never had to go more than three years without a Fast and Furious film. These films came out more often than James Bond films. Right? James Bond films make so much money. There, it's a guaranteed franchise, and Fast and Furious films are coming out faster and furiouser. Than James Bond films, and and well, many, do you like, see the difference between these movies? <laughs> There's well, we a reason they should be getting they... a Bond film every three years. No, because then you would have shitty Bond films every three years. We had that with Brosnan, and everyone still loved him. What did you just say? I would I would second that. Yeah, you're alone at this table. I fucking hate the Brosnan. Hey, damn, except please. for except for uh, what was the video game based on? Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Except for that one, all of the Pierce Brosnans were crap. I have a weird soft spot in my heart for the villain in The World Is Not Enough mm-hmm. and uh, some parts of Tomorrow Never Dies. I saw Tomorrow Never Dies mm-hmm. and I just wanted... I I saw I watched that movie as someone who's watched other movies since then. Like, just not knowing better than I did then. <laughs> and uh, I could not understand what the fuck <laughs> anyone saw in that movie Ever. Tomorrow Never Dies I couldn't is, figure it out. Is, is, I'd think the first film that ca- that does a Steve Jobs villain. And that's oh, you really mean, cool to me. You mean the Ice Palace yeah. with the orbital laser? <laughs> that was awesome. That's not Tomorrow Never Dies. Which one is that? That's Die Another Day, okay. sir. Which is, of course, the worst one okay, ever. Okay, thank you. Period. All right. I'll put that below Lazenbleez and Tree. That's his name, right? Well, it's, maybe... maybe <laughs> Laserbee? Laserbee? Labber, yeah. Okay, so I got Denise Richards and Halle Berry mixed up with some of the other movies. Uh, yeah, Denise Richards was probably in. She was in Tomorrow. Wait, no, Halle Berry was in the one with the orbital later. Yeah, later. Halle Berry <laughs> is in. Why are we talking about this right now? Let's get back <laughs> to the past. <laughs> this but, is not but, important. But I'm bringing that up for one important reason: is Adams on the very clear warpath. I can already tell he doesn't like where this series is going without even getting into the review of the actual thing. But if you're talking about ice palaces and orbital lasers, <laughs> and you're like, no, that's cool, but jumping out of planes with cars, super dumb. <laughs> like, you need to take a look at yourself <laughs> and your view on movies. Because ridiculousness has been in the genre forever. And just now, we are just getting a more testosterone view of it. So keep that in mind. Furious Seven is an insane film. I believe. Yes, I agree with you. It's it's just stunt after stunt after fight scene after stunt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got Ronda Rousey in here just just for one fight scene. Just for one, like half of a fight scene almost. 
because that that they scene made her is the more, guard of the prince. The I scene did is I more did, about the car thing that right? happens. I right? did love the Tony Jaw fights were Whoa. amazing. It blew my. He's not in any promotional material. I need material. to watch his movies. Fantastic. He does the own Bach movies. I need to watch. You them. haven't seen any of his movies. Uh-uh. Own Bach. The right. first one's. I've good. never I've seen I've any seen of them. His movies, as far as movies go, not that good. The action is always top notch yeah. in all of his movies. Uh, I could tell just by how they, because they filmed his parts like they would probably film one of his movies, huh? It's incredible. Yeah, I, he's really he's a fantastic I really fighter the, and martial artist. I wanted there to be a post credit scene on this film, and I wanted it to be him. Yeah, I desperately wanted it to be him. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was him because I've never seen him with facial hair. Oh, that's mm. interesting. Until after the movie, and I was like, "That was Tony Jaa." <laughs> Oh, Matt was so excited in the theater because he's a huge Tony Jaw fan. I swear to God, I had no idea it was him because I've never seen him. Oh. He looks totally different with facial hair. It's great. I'd love to see the guy from The Raid in one of those movies. That'd right. be awesome. Right? <laughs> well, he's going to be in Star Wars. We talked about yep. this. Is he? Mm. The guy who plays Rama? Yep. Yeah. Nice. And uh, a, couple the, others, a couple other people from The Raid series are going to be in it, too. Sounds really cool. And How did they get in on that? They it's have pretty obvious. Well, I'm sure okay. they wanted... Look it. Think about their fighting styles and ask yourself, how would Jedi's fight? Mm. Imagine them with lightsabers. That's that's why they got a phone call. <laughs> that's cool. I'm super stoked about that. Right? It's gonna be cool. Because the raid by by far has the best fight scenes I've ever seen. Have you seen you seen the sequel? Oh, right? Yeah. Oh, I was here for the review. Oh, so good. All right. Good. 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 Okay. So uh, let's we we keep avoiding talking about Furious Seven. And, uh, and uh, I think we're doing it for different reasons. <laughs> I want to, but I want to lead into it with this. It's it's very strange. I don't know. Am I am I dumb or can I? I just can't think of another film series that uh, it's dragged out like a plot this long. Because this, what they tie up in this film has been going on since since the fourth film at least, and the third film if you want to get technical. Can we talk about old man Lucas Black? like they cut from tokyo drift where he's supposed to be 17 where he was already like 24 or something he is so much older and then they cut what like 10 years later it's supposed to be like 10 minutes later but he's like 35 there is there is some strange time things happening where uh which when we reviewed fast and furious 6 a year a couple of years ago uh we talked about how this reordered the entirety of the film's and, uh, but see, they always talked about it, though. The crazy thing, yeah, we kind of already as knew, they were but... making four, five, and six, and they, when when Tokyo Drift came out, fans like universally loved Han. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that he died in the movie from that point forward, because Justin Lin was on board and created the character Han, yeah, was like, all right, well then we're gonna bring did him Justin, back. Did and Justin Lin do Tokyo Drift? He did. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's where he came in. Yeah. yeah. So, it, like, he's like, well, in order for this to make sense. Tokyo Drift has to be yeah. well, and, and uh, After. Toretto mm-hmm. said he was in my crew. Yeah, he and of did course s- it's like let's see that. Yeah, let's take a look at that. Yeah, so that's where four starts. Four starts with here's the and crew pulling up. A he heist. was one of my. He's one of my favorite characters in that series. He is. He's just got so much personality. Right. Even for like so little lines. I know he doesn't always get to say much, but he's he's, he's great. A, and he's always snacking. I words. love that. I yeah. love, he's, yeah, he's, he's the Brad Pitt of the series. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is this? This movie series tries to pull like Ocean's Eleven, like it Especially it pulls an Ocean Elevens on four and five, like Very, brings brings a crew together. Five. Well, yes, of course, because they're actually doing a heist. Yeah, but but like each of the roles are kind of like that's what they did in Ocean's Eleven that made each of the yeah. characters so great. They each had their things, and that's what they do here. And uh, like 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 what they're doing. Yeah. So Let's talk about having seven. nine years between uh, Lucas Black's appearance. <laughs> 
it was great because they immediately because they used an old clip from Tokyo Drift and then they immediately cut to current day and and little Bow Bow not looks older too. Well, they didn't show. Or was that actually that was the movie? Yeah. Yeah. That w- and then they right after the race they cut to it and Lucas Black is just an old man. He's, he's like, <laughs> who's supposed to be seventeen? It's like he smoked seven hundred cigarettes in that race or something. <laughs> yeah, like was, he just aged. Look, when you race against Vin Diesel, it takes a lot a out of you. Your age, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you that's think canon. he looks so young? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, that's why he lives forever. Yeah, he's an age vampire, hmm? racing vampire. That's an age racing vampire. Age racing vampire. Uh, and I didn't realize Vin Diesel is pushing fifty. Yep, looks good. Damn. When you take care of yourself. Yeah. So let's get into this movie. Where do All we right, start? So this is, but I'm just. Are I'm, we doing non-spoiler right I'm now? I'm absolutely fascinated. I don't give two shits about spoilers <laughs> okay. because what what is there to spoil? There's nothing that's to spoil. Okay. They're yeah, gonna they're true. gonna win. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I mean, the one big spoiler is what they do with Paul Walker, but I don't think I I don't know. I I don't really want to even talk about that. I mean, the sad thing is is as. Immediately after the movie came out, everyone was just talking about it on the internet, quoting the movie verbatim and like mm. posting clips of the actual end sequence and stuff. I think that last scene is well done and it's powerful. And if you care about the characters in the film and you care about the actor at all, it's really going to resonate with you. So I think we can just leave it at that. I don't feel like we need to talk about it. All right. Um, yeah, this, this film... It's crazy. It starts off on a crazy note because you have the little like, you know, oh, Vin Diesel and Tokyo and all that crap. And then, but then it just shows Deckard in a hospital room and talking to his oh, brother. Yeah. Oh, they, um, they have to start with revealing um, how the villain works into this. Yep. Because this is directly carrying over from the last film, which directly carried over from the last film, which carried over from, like, it's insane it that this has back been... back into the third one. It goes back that far that uh, Shaw... Owen Shaw, who's the bad guy in the last film, who was the bad guy because he stole Letty, who we thought was dead from the fourth film, but we find out because in the fifth film that she's alive. Yep. And so he was the one who took Letty and was using her for more heist, even though she had lost her memory because but of she still had her skills. or something. Yeah. Uh, Owen Shaw was, you know, beaten up, blown up. I don't quite remember what happened. I don't remember six. Uh, He was in a hospital bed. He, he was in a he hospital was, bed. Sc- real do, you want, do you want me to tell you what happened to him? I don't remember. He yeah, was in the me. tank. And the oh, tank flipped right. on that giant bridge. So I thought he was dead. When you're, Yeah. I mean, very clearly it kind of seems like he's but dead. This but this film shows that he is alive but badly injured. Yeah, he's in a coma or something. And then his brother is Jason Statham. Of course. And because who else would be related to Dracula? Yeah. <laughs> And his brother says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure you, you make." He it. always picked fights, and I gotta finish him. Yeah, and he leaves this hospital, which he clearly broke into and Fantastic. killed everyone on his he way. He killed up. like forty guards. Yeah, and by himself, leaves, like, and, the, and the destroyed hospital the hospital. Falls apart. It's yeah, like, your brother's not gonna make it if you destroy the hospital. But no, it's just like, yeah, they wanted to show how badass, he, how badass he is. But he went through forty guards. And they Pretty had like nuts. a tank or something in the front that he like blew up. Is like, really? Or he came in through the APC because he does use vehicles. I know, but still, but movie. like, really? Like, do you have to make it that over the top? So this, well, you have to create a character that is strong enough to take out the crew that they've been building. Strong up enough in the to last take out the movies. rock. The rock. Yeah, because he ends up taking down the rock, and he, up to this point, like, and the rock in this movie has just gotten. He's 
devolved from the last movie. He oh. is just a one-liner machine in this movie. He is the Terminator. <laughs> and I, I don't know. You see, uh, he's like, you so bitch. And he gets a lot more sexist in this movie. He calls a lot of people <laughs> women. So have, you, have you watched the sixth one recently? Uh, because a lot of what he says is just carryovers from previous. Hmm. Like I watched six the day before we saw seven. Yeah, and his summer bitch and woman they come from six. Really, like that's how he talks. Honestly, I don't five. even remember what happened in six. See, that's the thing. His, <laughs> his it, this is a direct like character thing, and I think the only reason he's reduced to run liners is because he's not in the movie as much. Yeah, like uh, another podcast like equated it to that if you didn't know that a character had died in this while filming this movie you might have thought it was, it was Dwayne Johnson yeah. because he just disappears for large sections of the movie yeah. and maybe they just wrote him out but he actually by the end of the movie spoilers becomes like the pivotal character in most scenes like he's the dude that pulls the chain gun and takes yeah. out the drone and yep. shoots the the backpack full of grenades that like somehow yeah. he saw <laughs> but yeah he understood how did he know there was grenades in there? Uh, he never saw that his, bag. His, his T-1000 view. He never saw what was in that bag. He had no idea that there was grenades in look, that bag. Look, if you bag. see a guy jumping a car so he can hook a bag on a helicopter, you, you think... You mean he pulled a the Jason bag, I gotta shoot that bag. bag wasn't there before. You think oh, I better yeah. shoot that bag? He pulled the Jason it's Statham. It's not full of puppies. Look, if someone else pulls a Jason Statham move in a Jason Statham movie, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> uh, but the whole crux of this film is on... His his villainy, his his need yeah. for revenge on those that, who hurt his that, brother, and and the way the crew goes about helping themselves is by far like, I love Kurt Russell. We we got to talk about him. Uh, his, I thought they're going to do more with him. His manly locks and beautiful smile and his baby blue eyes. Those beautiful eyes and his his, his character name is Mister Nobody. Yep, he works for a secret. The man agency. in the shadows. Which, when he came out and he said that, I thought aliens. Yep. I thought this series has done it. <laughs> this is is this is this the 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 prequel to the movie Soldier, in which he plays a genetically Ooh, engineered soldier. I love that movie. I really no, like that I, movie. Uh, do we all recall when the Sony hack was happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, an email that came out where they were planning on crossing over the Twenty One Jump Street series and Men in Black. Yes, I heard that. This is where I thought they scrapped oh, that and they're going to do it. Oh, they did it here. Fast, fast oh man, series. that would have made this movie crazy. And I was like, Holy <laughs> shit, they're doing it right now because Kurt Russell comes. <laughs> they're out doing it. it. He's they're like doing it. He's like, we're shadows fighting shadows. I was like, oh, that'd be that'd be so great if like Decker didn't die, but then Kurt Russell just walked up to him and did the flashy thingy to him. Yeah. <sighs> Look, man, De- Decker. Deckard had like crazy futuristic armor when he gets shot in that one point, yep. and they revealed that. I mean, he got actually shot, but it was also he was probably his life was saved by that weird. It looked like a like a wetsuit, but it was it's, made of. It's a Kevlar. I mean, it's like scales. Not, it was not nuts. to get super fucking nerdy, but like that's based on technology that exists. Like they're making suits that are like Kevlar nano suits that yeah. are super bulletproof. And then there's also the in that in that exact scene that we're talking about where he he does get shot. He gives a wink to yep. Toretto that I thought. Something weird is happening here. <laughs> He's gonna fly or something. <laughs> He's gonna get beamed up. Like, like, dude. Sorry to go back to the nano suit thing. No, the government can make bulletproof suits for like soldiers and cops. They're just too expensive. Well, the only reason they're not doing it because each suit is like half a million dollars. Mister Nobody's worth. Can we? Yep. Can we just talk about like the whole movie is about that God's Eye thing that can find anyone anywhere? Right. So Jason this is, Statham doesn't need it because he is, finds them everywhere. This is the roundabout thing that. It, that is the only chink in the armor of this movie that I feel because I just love stupid shit. Uh, 
is that like they go to get this miraculous person of interest level technology mm. to find Jason Statham, but that is the dumbest fucking thing to do because no matter where you go, homie's gonna find you anyway. So <laughs> and you he don't, does. Yeah, you don't need some technology to find him. Just go somewhere and he'll be he'll there. Be there. That's what Toretto said. And then also, and then Kurt Russell convinced him like, "You want to find him on your terms." They actually screwed they themselves never over yep. by stealing the the lady who made God's Eye because mm-hmm. by taking her from that uh, terrorist guy, mm-hmm. they made an enemy of him. Yep, and, and he then he allied with, with yep. uh, Decker Shaw. Shaw. Well, no, the whole point of them going to get the God's Eye so was they could fight him on their terms, and they never did. Well, they also thought they would have the backup of the Shadow Organization, even though that never really came into play. Yeah, they lost They did, that. and then they died. At one point, yeah, and then they all just died yeah. because Tony, Tony Jaw is a fucking monster. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And it's just the whole, I for me this series has just gotten past the um yeah it's a crazy action movie I'm just supposed to like let all this stuff go it's just gotten past that point for me it's just gotten boring it's just like oh yeah whatever it's just it used to be like oh man all these crazy things are happening that could never happen it's cool it's just I've gotten over that for, for me for me personally uh. Well, let me let me posit one thing to you. You know that they actually dropped those cars out of a plane, right? Yeah, that wasn't CG. Still, I know that. And they actually landed them. They could actually direct and land them that accurately? Well, they didn't With land... one single parachute? Yeah, how were they controlling that? Yeah, they would have had to have multiple parachutes to aim where they're No, 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 no. I'm saying that they did drop them out of a plane and they did land them, just not in the order of the events that you okay. saw. Mm. Like them, them coming down on that, on the... Uh, the... Uh, road the road in that mountain highway or whatever that was cranes but they did actually drop those yeah. out and open parachutes and land them in like fields they actually that's an actual like not cg sequence i just i don't know like if if these if these action scenes and these superheroes doing superhero type things doesn't invigorate you in the same way that like the avengers does like I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like maybe <laughs> maybe this just isn't for you anymore. Like like as you said, at a certain point it was something cool and then it got past that point. Yeah. And I think it's because these people stopped being people and they started being superheroes. Yeah. And if you don't care about these people in the way you care about Captain America or the Hulk or Iron Man and stuff like that, if you don't have a connection with these people, yeah. then you're not gonna give a shit what's happening in this movie. Yeah. And I, then well, I say, don't see it's this It's also because the character development has just like dwindled down to one-liners and cool catchphrases and stuff like that for me. Well, that's I think especially with seven, and this they keep is the rehashing of... like the whole fam. I don't have friends. I have family. Stuff is that like that. Slash stolen? No, it's the new Vin Diesel. So I, I and he's think, quoting the Bambi. But uh, I think that's where parody. Okay, that's where Furious Seven is. Like this is it. This is uh, they've tied up a lot of loose ends. I don't see. Yeah, this this feels like the end of a saga that they started with Tokyo Drift, yeah, where they the, had to find there a way was to a connect lot of, it back. There was a lot of emotional punches in four, in the fourth one, in the fifth one, yep. in the sixth one. But at this point in the series, uh, I mean, this this isn't too much of a spoiler. Nobody dies. Yeah, like it's in a it's movie nobody, where there's nobody an easy can place. die. Well, that's the thing. In six people died. Yeah. In five people died. In four people died. Like no, the main people were dying. The main characters though, the like the main cast, like they but, can't die. All right. Well, I don't know. I I almost disagree with you guys on a fundamental level. I feel that the fact that no one died in this movie is a fucking brave choice. Because in this movie, you have every opportunity to kill a character. Well, no. And the I fact think... that they chose not to kill that character 
is highly important. I think what you're saying is because the true. cheap way, the easy way, yeah. is to kill a character in this movie, and to make them do. All right, I agree that maybe the movie is a little stunt heavy, hmm. which takes away from any kind of ter- character. Well, development. car crashes don't matter in this movie. They don't <laughs> matter. He fell off of a cliff. Oh, I have a special. He crashed his kit. car three times and was pretty much not in. He he well, cracked his neck and he was fine. But but when it came down to well. It's just they need to have consequences. At one point, the rock like he he has a cast on, and he probably needs to heal for another three to four weeks, and he just bends his. That arm was amazing. And, and he's sorry. Daddy's if you got to go to work. If you got a problem with the rock, <laughs> the Terminator himself, fucking taking off a cast by flexing his arm, you've come to the wrong no, movie, no, my it's friend. Just, it's just the- and 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 I, there's there's a there's a story conceit onto why he survives the cliff, and it's because in the previous scene he told Tej. Make this thing into a tank. Make this thing okay, unbreakable. And they have an incredible, loud. incredible roll. Like, if you look at the interior of that car, it is roll caged with solid fucking steel. And, like, she puts on a helmet. He's got a, he's got a full body harness on. Yeah. Like, I agree the fact that they come out unscathed is kind of bullshit, but it's understandable that the they could survive it. collision? I've survived a head-on collision. But they, people, people they survive were, head-on collisions. They were intentionally and, going head-on, so they were both driving at well, yeah, full two, speed. Two unstoppable forces and playing chicken. And his car was not reinforced. Well, Shaw's car was reinforced. Well, yeah, but... Toretto's right. car was not. But it's also a muscle car that's actually made out of steel yeah, and those, not carbon those fiber. Those older models were not... Just because they're steel, they're not that safe. Okay, then I'm going to go back to a previous point I made. These are not people. Well, yeah, <laughs> these I, are superheroes. This is no. This is why this uh, series is lost. Um, is lost for me because there. Um, let's see. There's no consequences for their action. That yeah. means there's no tension for me. But see, this movie. There's no consequences for car crashes but, but or you explosions didn't, or you bullets. Didn't, you didn't think that someone might die, even though the easiest thing for this movie to do would be to kill Paul Walker. I don't know. Like kill, the, kill Paul Walker's well, Except character. he was like the safest character. Yeah, he kind of I thought was. they were going to kill well, Toretto for like jumping. three times. You mean the cliff sequence that totally aped Uncharted was no, not... It's that's just, in the trailer. Yeah, where they he, shouldn't have put it in the trailer. They shouldn't have put it in the trailer. There was no tension there anyways. That's the problem. The one time where he almost dies. Well, the sequence where they jump... But to see, then they also show the parts where people could die. They showed them not dying in, in the trailer. trailer yeah. So then I don't have a problem with the movie. I have the problem with the production company and PR company that made the trailers. I just, but I, I mean, I, I did go into this film thinking that they were going to retire Paul Walker's character. By I thought they were going to do too. Permanently. Yeah. But I instead, just, they do it in a way that's actually really like sweet. I just don't Beautiful, feel yeah. any more tension for. I don't I feel. That. I don't feel worried for the characters anymore because they're not going to die. There's no consequences for their actions. And, and and after after mentally reviewing and talking about the trailers, I completely understand yeah. that because any time in which you're worried about someone dying, they already showed them not dying yeah. in the trailer, and that's a problem. Like and I I want a movie that's bold enough to kill a main character. Well, but and they see, have this so many series main did that characters. earlier though. They have so but many, then, that but they then revoked back. on it. Yeah, it's because they have a ton of characters. It's no, they easier. Could, they could just as well. There's a handful of characters that have never that have never the, died. The sad thing is, again. the sad thing is, oh, I agree. There are there are characters in, in, Too in Fast, previous Too Furious. They had the the female writer yep. who was never shown back up again. Right. Bring her back, kill her off. Who cares? Yeah, there's a bunch of characters they could we kill. Have plenty. And and what what always rubbed me the wrong way is Han dies the same way. Uh, Letty died. Yeah. Like it looked like Letty died, and then in a flashback, 
she didn't die because she was blasted away from she was pushed well, away the blast. Yeah, but Han, he was in the car. Well, they could show him crawling out of the car before it blew up. Like also, I everything mean, can Deckard be Shaw's the one who did that. So I mean, it's already been retconned once where we see it happen in Tokyo Drift, and no one walks up to the car and shoots or blows or throws a match or whatever the hell he does to make it explode. But no, in the flashback, dude is gonna shoot her. He's gonna shoot Letty instead. Wait, he shoots the car. No, I'm talking about the Han flashback. But they show a different sequence of events in the Letty one in the next movie. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm saying. They've and already I'm, sh- re- re- I'm showing they. C- I'm saying they could retcon because no, but he blows up Deckard the car Shaw and would... walks. But in that scene, he walks away and he's calling someone on the phone. Yeah, he's calling. He's paying out. attention to the bomb. He's gonna let off in front he's of their house. I think it's possible Homeboy got pulled out of the car. I think Han wanted to be ready for better tomorrow three or whatever it's <laughs> called. <laughs> better it's just that, that that that's I think is hit on the nail for me that my issue with this. No, it makes now. sense. Yeah. I mean, there is no there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. And in these action sequences, worrying about whether or not someone is gonna survive it is important. Yeah. But I I was just so caught up in the drama and the Extravagance of it. I mean, it. he jumped through three buildings in Dubai. That was fucking that was awesome. awesome. That was nice. Fucking, that was like, Whoa. I know. You, you can you can be bored about that. There will never be. I will be a ninety-five-year-old crotchety <laughs> son of a bitch who hates my entire family, and I will still love that scene. <laughs> when I saw, okay, when he jumps from the first building to the second one, and I saw there was a third one there, I went, "He's gonna hit that third he's, one. He's, he's, gonna, gonna, he's, he's gonna, gonna get it. To keep he's going. gonna get it." And I'm gonna go. Yes! <laughs> Um, what uh, I think is also very interesting about this film is that it possibly sets up the oh, next generation right? of Fast and Furious. Because mm-hmm. babies. We, we meet The Rock's daughter. Yep. And she and was she never, never mentioned had a family before. before. And now it's like, the hey, reason. Hey, hey baby. D- Daddy's got to go to work. I got to go bes- do bes- things. Besides setting up the next generation of racers yeah. and law enforcement and all that stuff, the, the only reason that's even in the film is because he did those commercials where he was like, Getting milk for his kids or something, wasn't that The Rock? I did not I watch see any of that. I'm sorry. There was a bunch of commercials where he was like, As there, that there were milk commercials. No, but the thing is, uh, put a link to it. We'll put a link to it if it actually exists. I'm gonna write down Milk Rock. Milk Rock. That actually sounds delicious. Give yeah. Some of those. So rocks. it was. It was a Super Bowl commercial. Oh. Okay. Because there was like. It was as if he was in a movie because there'd be like aliens attacking and monsters attacking the city and stuff. But he'd have his kids there and they'd be like, we don't have any milk for our cereal. And he'd be like, all right, I'll go get you milk. And he's like saving people. But at the same time, he's getting milk from the grocery store for his kids. And people freaking loved those commercials. Uh-huh. So I feel like that's a direct result. Let's, let's make this badass character have this kid. And just the phrase, daddy's going to go to work after ripping off of your cast, like... I'm sorry. I've had casts on. Like I don't know if anyone's had like extremely bad surgeries in their life. There was a point where I wish I could have just muscled off my uh, cast sure. and I would have been happy. Can we talk about the attack helicopter flying in Los Angeles they just got over the border or wherever they got it from? Yeah, and also like no Where did they get the money for a drone? <laughs> like how big is this terrorist organization? Pretty big. I mean, do you think they were trying to do like a weird thing like a commentary like, on drone warfare? Yes. Uh well not drone warfare, the terrorism like like a It could happen to you. Where was he a terrorist at? South America? 
Uh, it must have been because he came no, up to No, it LA. was somewhere in Europe, wasn't it? I don't know, but they somehow got a crazy-ass attack right? like helicopter. What, what movie was that in again? Or not movie, but what, what country were they in when... I don't know what country they were I was, in when they had I to went drop to the bathroom. They said I. I don't. I honestly well, don't remember what country he's obviously. He's like an international mercenary or whatever. But um, like that was a fancy ass attack helicopter that yeah. had a drone that came out of the bottom of it. Um, it's just really weird in in a country that we have now where everyone's like hypersensitive to terrorist attacks that there wouldn't have been a national guard response. Yeah. Well, uh, no, they said that at the end they're like, oh, uh, military jets are coming in, and then the jets just never showed up. <laughs> It's another one of those long runways things where it's like time is dilated because we're seeing seven I'm things trying happening to think, at once. I'm so. trying to think of the closest Air Force base to Los Angeles. Oh, plenty. Please. Los Alamitos. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Los Alamitos is less than 30 minutes away. For a, for jet. a jet. Well, for a I know. Jet. For a jet, it's probably like two seconds. They don't, they don't have a lot of... Oh, they have a couple jets. Yeah. See, I played on that golf course and they have a couple jets. Yeah. Jets cool. go off while you're He's yeah. a playing. He's a He's a golfer. He's yeah. a golfer. Uh, I golf. Uh, I'm pretty shitty in the mid game, but I'm great at putting and driving. Uh, driving the yeah. golf cart. Yeah, but when it comes, I love driving the golf cart. Are you kidding me? I, I jump them. Cr- crashed a golf. Where do you think? Uh, where do you think? Uh, <laughs> you crashed a golf cart. You know what, what, Adam? Did you think you were in a Fast and Furious film? I uh, did drift it. He thought he was in a Jackass movie. Why can't um, they do that in a... They need more, like, stunt-type cars, like silly cars in Fast and Furious films. That's what GTA Online is for. No, but I want it in a movie, and I want it to be Vin Diesel. That's what Jackass is for, and that movie that just came out, uh, Faster or whatever, oh, Fastest. No. no, I don't want a the comedy. The crappy parody movie that I just want came this out. to be just as serious as any one of these, except he's driving like a, a VW A monster truck. Or a monster truck. Something silly. Something silly. So, so yeah, there was uh, you know an attack helicopter in downtown Los Angeles with one cop car. Or, no, no, St- there, there was, was a more. bunch of. There but was a it bunch took of them cars. like ten hours to get there before, yeah. like, oh, there's finally we finally <laughs> right. drove past the cop. Hold on, I wanna, I wanna talk about your sense of time dilation in movies because that whole confused. scene maybe was ten minutes. <laughs> like it felt longer because they were intersplicing because, with yeah, different people in different like, locations. What's going on in the helicopter? But, but what's going on with this there's guy? There's the implicit thing of all of this is happening exactly at the same time, just in different locations. And my brain doesn't work like, that way. Like, it's the same thing in Fast <laughs> 6 with, with that plane on the runway. Like, people... That runway scene was 20 minutes, but we're seeing seven different things happen. Yeah, like, it was actually, like, five minutes, but even actually five... But it's still too long. If they did it accurately, like, 20 minutes, people did the math, the runway has to be, like, half the United States <laughs> because of uh, the supposed speed that they were taking and yeah. everything like that. I've heard di- I've heard varying lengths on But that. it's still it's still incredibly yeah. long. So time dilation in movies is is always a little s- screwed because they're trying to show multiple things at the same time. Yeah. But I, I would have to believe knowing that my dad works in city hall and knowing about their response regime and stuff like that and how they handle yeah, tell us about police response i'm not going to tell you any about that just <laughs> the fact that i know about it uh like eventually they would get people out there but i feel like maybe this didn't happen fast enough do you know what i mean i don't know like one attack helicopter Okay, even if you do just like with the time dilation, that scene with Paul Walker in the building getting chased by Tony Jaw, mm-hmm. that was like 10 minutes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is everything was 10 minutes. Just imagine that whole scene yeah. actually the, only the, being 10 the minutes. The fight scene between Toretto and Shaw at the end? Yeah. That's its own separate thing. 
Everything that we see there happens at the same time as know, all the other still, the chase scene. Yeah. Happens at the There's same still time the as... time before he gets the building, though, too. That's like another 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, but, but when it comes down to it, it, think about like the, the giant bank robbery in L.A. like what, like a decade ago now? Like police response is not 10 minutes. I don't care where you are in L.A. In order to get a, a coordinated response to like a highly hostile force... It takes a long time. Yeah, it's like, not just like in the movies. There's going to be a large loss movies. of life while they're coordinating people and, you know, cordoning off areas and bringing in emergency crews. Like, that in itself takes a long time. Like, you're looking at hours. And if you think about this movie being 10 to 20 minutes or this sequence being 10 to 20 minutes total, like, that's not enough time to get police down there or get National Guard. Yeah, but or, then they still just show up. Right at the end, right when everything wraps up, well, all perfect. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow your mind here. It's because this is a movie. I know, but still, like, <sighs> you're just too aware of the fact that it's a movie. You're unable to, like, well, like I get said, rid of your disbelief. Like, you're just gone. not. Yeah, see, yeah. I think you checked out so early on in the film that everything after well, that was I just literally. Andrew can attest. I laughed out loud at certain scenes. <laughs> uh, there's also like you know some weird stuff where the Rock knows exactly where to jump an ambulance off of a to hit a bridge drone. to hit a That's drone. That's probably going it's because couple... he has Terminator vision. <laughs> yeah, I know we've talked about this, and then also when he di- he he beats up that drone. He takes the gun and then he walks however far. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> however far he needs to walk to get to the dragging, fight scene that he maybe knows is happening. Dragging between. that chain gun the whole way. Yeah. He knows exactly where that is. He knows exactly where to go. And then that's also when the helicopter shows up. Yep. And can we just talk about how Vin Diesel turns into an earthbender for a second? He, he turns into Quake. He figures out how to... How to move the earth. Oh, you mean when he, he stomps the ground? He stomps the ground to make. I mean, I could do that on ice if <laughs> I saw ice cracking. I mean, that's not beyond the realm of possibility. Still. Let me. Let me. Let they me, made it look like he did it. <laughs> let me repeat myself from earlier. Superheroes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. This that's is not what, a movie about men or women. This is why when. It's a movie about superheroes. When Mr. Nobody showed up, I said aliens. That's why. And Letty's uh, memory comes back at the right time. And. <laughs> well, there's you a, know, I'm going to stop doing CPR and Vin Diesel and let her talk sweetly to him. That'll work. Well, I actually like the fact that they stopped doing CPR for two reasons. One, uh, they were doing it wrong. <laughs> and two, uh, in real life, CPR works about 5% of the time. In movies, I, it works about 50% of the time. I also think, like, what was wrong with him didn't need Had CPR. Had nothing to do with CPR. Had nothing to do like, with CPR. CPR makes sense if there's water in the lungs, yeah. if the heart is stopped, and you want to, like, continue oxygenating the body. Yeah. That makes sense. But they had no fucking idea what was wrong with him. I think he was technically in shock, perhaps. Right. Uh, because he had a massive or trauma. concussed. Yeah. Or concussed, yeah. Which CPR doesn't work. CPR yeah. d- would not work on either. Probably make it worse. It would nope. in fact make it worse. Yeah, yep. You can break ribs. And You're supposed to break ribs. And if there's any type of spinal injury, you are putting tons of stress on the spine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was not perfectly flat. He was nope. on he was rubble. A rubble. Lots and, of and rubble. Spo- their head's supposed to be back at a certain angle, which opens the airway. Like, tons of stuff yeah. wrong in that whole scene. Um, so I'm glad they stopped because they're doing more damage than good. Um, and then the power of love woke him up. I don't, I don't see what the problem is in this scene. Yeah, that's that's the song that should have came on. Yeah, uh, who knows? Like who knows? I guess I have a very good ability to just shut my brain off when I need to, because I watched six again. Maybe that's what helped me in this sequence. And you watched six recently, right? 
setting up for this whole this this whole thing sure. shebang. Did you watch it or did you not? I went from memory from two years ago. Oh, see, that's the thing. One hundred percent. I watched six. The but day before like seven. Six and seven are so different because of the directors. You don't I feel agree. a difference because of directors. Nope. They stylistically, you think James cinematography wise. Every, no, he didn't. Oh, okay. He didn't actually. It's very thought, different in cuts. The filming of the fight scenes is totally different. I thought six was a lot less flashy because seven. Every time they show up Ooh. anywhere, anytime they show up anywhere, it's like <gasps> okay, and they gotta nope. show butts, lots of butts. Uh, then you need to watch six again because that movie is ninety-five percent butts. Well, I actually all butts are part of the series. Let's butts are part real. of the series. Butts are part of the flashy. When you get to a new place, we got to see some butts. Because you guys are forgetting the scene where Letty's by herself going to do a street race away from Shaw. Well, away they always from have, to Shaw. have that, oh, scene. I and, that scene. That's a great scene. He shows up. All but the butts. That whole scene is flashy cars yeah. and well, they, it's and like the remake of the first one. Like every time they didn't do it in seven, did they? Like they they didn't have a street race scene. No, yes, like they, they usually do at the very beginning of seven. They Which go part? back to the race wars. Oh, it's not a street yes, yes, yes. race per se, but it is, yeah. it is okay, the roots. Yeah, yeah. 100% like it hits the same notes as oh, six. Iggy Azalea. Oh, Azalea God, that Azalea. fucking bullshit. She was this there for no reason. This is why I thought no aliens as well. So, She's an alien, right? <laughs> no joke. Like if you're talking about flashiness and style, it is a f- carryover from six. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you can't remember six that well, that tells me a lot because like seeing those movies like a day apart from each other, they 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 go right into each other. It I, is a f- evolution I, straight into six seven. Is so bad right now. That's the thing no. is like maybe your your interpretation of where the series was going and what it was is different than what it actually was, and that might be why you're having this disconnect. But straight up, like the the notes it hit are almost exactly the same. Like this is 100% a Fast and Furious movie. It's, well, my, it my, is integral to the series. My research and on the, the same style. My research for the last couple movies was uh you guys know CinemaSins? Have you ever heard of him? No. Uh well, it's this guy he he takes movies and he just like comedy-wise, he just nitpicks them to death. But right. he he makes funny jokes about it. It's really good. And my research was he just did all six movies before the seventh one came mm-hmm. out, and that was my research. <laughs> So I, nice. I was a bit hypercritical because I was in that mode. And uh, I hear you. Yeah. I can understand. But he still makes valid points. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I feel like even the best movies, you can nitpick them. Oh, he's, his tagline is, no movie is without sin. Right. So. I mean, I, I, I do the same thing. I have a, a guy I watch called Zero Punctuation, and he takes beloved movies or beloved video games, crappy video games, and just tears them apart. And that's, that's his shtick. Yeah. But, like... This series, more than any other, is is one where you kind of have to shut off your brain. Like this is a movie. That, imagine the evolution of this series. In the first movie, it's about street racing, one hundred percent, which is great. It's, first yeah. one's still my favorite movie. Right. In the second one, it's a it's drugs. A, it's a drugs and crime thing involving the FBI. Yeah. Right. In the third one, it's about a fish out of water, karate kid story, Gaijin. But, but with but with uh, you know drifting with drifting. Right, fourth one is bringing the crew back together and doing crazy shit. The fourth one is La Mexico. is uh, it, it like fulfills on that crime promise of the first one, right? Where right. we see a couple of crime scenes in the first one where they're they're robbing truckers, but in that fourth one, it's like this is how you really rob right. a trucker. Yep. And then from there, it is evolutions of characters. Fifth going one's a heist film. Heist Sixth film, one's a James Bond film. James Bond film. And in this Seventh one... one is just straight up revenge. Revenge superhero nonsense. fantasy. Like, 
like just imagine that you started off with characters about street racing and now you're dudes jumping out of and where did they get all this training to do all this stuff like because yeah we've done i've parachuted out of a plane before in a car that's cool this will take no practice well we've got the everyman who's freaking about everything tyrese what i he's his character oh my god i'm I'm gonna tell you nobody nobody watches these for the plots right we're watching these for the stunts yep this is the film that you go to see when you want cars i'm just i'm crazy i'm just over it that's and now fine. fight yeah. scenes. Because the crazy thing is... The fight scenes are good in the, this. The fight scenes didn't even actually start until maybe the fourth or fifth one. Right. The, the first three, there wasn't a lot of fight. It's fighting. just a lot of tussles. A lot of tussles, but not... It was more about the cars. Yeah. By that fifth one, people are punching and hard. Yep. And Well, uh, you bring the rock in there. And you gotta, yeah. start, and you gotta start breaking shit. Yeah. But even like the fourth one had a small fight scene. I actually thought... It's, it's where that fifth one is. Uh, I actually thought Jason Statham's fight with the rock was really good. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. Nuts. It used the entire environment. Well, it was and just, they had it was totally beautiful. different styles because, you know, Jason Statham had to be fast because if you get... But he did take a punch directly to the face. I thought that should have dazed him a bit more from The Rock. Well, he's a... British Special Forces. He's an assassin. But still, taking a punch like that books. hurts anybody. You're not oh. supposed to take punches like that. <laughs> well, see, I just kind of see Jason Statham's character as the transporter. And he was always technically, like, in my heart, I it's feel the same like person. it's the same person, mm-hmm. and he was always related to Deckard Shaw. You don't Shaw. think it was Chev Chelios? De- De- no. Chev Chelios. Although I really like Chev Chelios. <laughs> um, that explains why he couldn't die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I thought that was a great fight scene. It Not just, as good as wonderful. the Tony Jaw one, though. Well, yeah, because that's just all style. Tony Jaw is amazing. There's, uh, there's Talking about Tony Jaw, there's a scene, I think it's the Protector. There's a scene where he fights a bunch of people, and he he doesn't have a lot of time, so his way to expedite the fight and get it over with as quickly is he just breaks limbs. Oh, so the whole scene is he's fighting fifteen dudes, and he'll just pulls break like that Steven dude's Seagal. he'll break that dude's arm, that dude's leg, and he's just breaking people's yeah. limbs. Well, that's it's what they amazing. do in the raid too. Well, that's because it's a bit more. I don't want to say realistic, but yeah, like if you if you want if you wanted to put grittier. someone down, you break their legs. Yeah, there's not a lot of gore. Or like really messed up stuff in Tony Jaw's movies, yeah. but he's got the style, and he yeah. uh, he like it's coordinates. Like watching a Jackie Chan. He does all of his own fights. Oh yeah, I believe it. So. Yeah, definitely. But I I don't know. I just turned my brain off because seeing six, the only way, the only place this movie could go was up and crazy. Like yeah. if you watch six and see where it ends, there's no way this is going to be grounded or realistic in any way. I just remembered a, th- uh, a thing that I wanted to bring up. Please bring it up. Uh, the just to to put a cap on this here. Uh, there was a the, there was this a tweet. tweet. There's a tweet that I think was important. Uh, this is I don't actually know who this is. This was retweeted by somebody. You mean uh, you mean the tweet uh, Vin Diesel put out saying that this is going to win an Oscar? No, saying I, that this is going to be Best Picture. I don't want to talk about that. That's, okay, that's nonsense. Well, the man's crazy. There's a there's a Twitter person at Wheeler. Uh, ironically, maybe, because of cars. Mm-hmm. So the tweet says, Furious 7 made $140 million in North America. Half the audience was female. 75% was non-white. That's awesome. And it's also, I mean, people have been pointing out that the cast of Furious 7 is incredibly one, ethnically one diverse. White guy. Well, the two. rest of it. Well, if, what nationality is Vin Diesel? Not white. 
No. He's not white? No. He's not white. Okay. I don't know what he is, but he's not white. He's Thank a mutt. He is grouped. I, I wouldn't say that. Oh, I'm a mutt. Okay. I don't mean in a derogatory term. I just mean a mix. I think some people would say that in a derogatory term. Oh, I could understand that. So All right. Well, I would, then I retract the term. He's, he's mixed race. You were using it in a, in a well, kind I way. I love him. I so there's no yeah. way I would talk ill. Uh, don't take any of that out of context. No. Anyone 100, listening. 100% love the guy. Uh, but you're right. I mean, there's one white dude. Oh, yeah, here's Vin Diesel. His mother is white with English, German, Scottish, and Irish ancestry. His adoptive father is African American. What about his? Oh, his adopted father. father. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Adam's like he was adopted by an Asian say, couple. Wait, it doesn't hold say on. anything about his real father. Okay. Well, I he, mean, just Diesel said that he considers himself definitely a person of color. In one of his short films, he played a person of color. Yeah, I, and did rapping and stuff like. I, I think he He's, always has considered himself used to a person do great of color. Dancing. Uh, and and it, I mean, it's just the, uh, the the something that that you know studios need to realize is that we we don't need films to always be helmed by you a know, white dude. A white dude. He doesn't yeah. always need to be the spy who figures it out. It could be a black guy. It could be any like an a, an Asian woman. This is like one of the most anyone. This is the one of the most gender and ethnically diverse movies the to, whole series. E, to ever come out. Yeah, yeah, this whole series and like these kind of like that kind of cast does not make these numbers no matter the type of movie. And that's that's beautiful. That the fact that half were female which is kind of unprecedented considering... Especially in, in five and six, they had a lot more characters. Right. And it's, uh, three through six, directed by an Asian Asian director. Right. And then passed to another Asian director. That James Wan isn't Asian. He's, He's like not? Australian. What? Australian. Can we, can we talk about Mia's character? I, I mean, mean I the, feel bad for her. In the last three movies, she's just turned into, I'm going to wait here. Uh, at the beginning of Fast Five, she drives a car, and that's about it. And in six and seven, she just turns in. I'm going to wait at the safe house until everything blows yeah, over. Yeah, she has a baby. We're going to go all right. grab a pint and wait for this all Home to blow over. dude is Australian. I remember but hearing he's, that he's Australian. He is, he's 100% Australian, but he's still ethnically never, Asian. I've never yeah. seen a picture of him. I'm sorry. Okay. I just, I've only ever heard him described as an, as an Australian. Mia, he's 100% Australian. Mia he's just has turned Asian. into Simon Pegg from well, Malaysian Mia's, Chinese descent. I mean, it's so weird that she has no interaction in the movie. Yeah. Like, is she just over the franchise? She just not care because she is also as an actor looking very thin. Like, is there something going on with her in her personal life? Oh, Jesus, I don't know. I didn't. I because didn't it, no, if you look she at her in the first, thin, no, in the first movie, she just looked completely normal. She looked like yeah. I'll, I'll I mean, show you guys pictures. Body image issues, but the I, I mean, what they've done to her is they've made her the mother. She she can't go and do anything dangerous because she has children now. Is that kind of a sexist viewpoint or? It's I mean yeah, it's bad. I'm not gonna say it's good. Well, hmm. she's also not like the other characters. She's not a fighter. I mean, she can drive, but you, she's not like them. Here's an interesting thought, right? Mm. If they make another movie, mm. you have her come in and just say. Yeah, he's taking care, he's of, the taking care of the kids. Yeah, of course, that's so definitely what she they becomes she, the I surrogate think, for him. I think she can never, she can't not be in these films as long as Vin Diesel is because that's right. his sister. Yeah, they're related. And yeah. Paul Walker because that's his wife. Well, well, he's not going to be. They've already yeah, said he's not going to be in any of the other I, movies. Well, yeah, that would be very can. hard to pull off. I'm well, they gonna, just to get his. That would be. Again. I think that would be disrespectful though if they just like, oh, he's dead. Let's put him in another movie though. 
Yeah, they're not going to do that. They, they've they're not going to use his likeness anymore. But I could see them referring to him off screen. Yeah, he he'd be dropped in dialogue, but he wouldn't be in the movie at all. Yeah, that would. They oh, they'd would be on the that. phone with him. Oh wow, how's the kids? Oh, that's great. It's just weird how she's completely underutilized. I don't know what it's about. And she's barely in the pro- promotional material. I'm, I'm well, showing just to let the listeners know. Is she in like, the background? She's like, she's right here. That's not her. Yep. That's her. I didn't think that was her. That's the she thing. faded away. She's barely there. Okay. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if it's... It, it could be completely personal life of the actress herself. Well, I'm just going to say that in general, this series is not always kind towards women. The women are the ones who generally do not return. If you think of all the women that have showed up in these films, they don't always come back again. Eva Mendes makes a cameo appearance after Too Fast, Too Furious. Well, that girl from number five who was Vin Diesel's love interest because Letty wasn't there. She's here. She, I know, I but... I mean, she shows up, but barely. Yeah. She's just there for The Rock to be his love and she interest. And resign- she resigns. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Gazelle, Gazelle, Giselle, however you want to say that. Um, Gazelle. She's there to be a love interest until Letty returns, and then she gets killed off because Han is going to die anyway, so who cares? Uh, and then the the lady from Tokyo, or not from Tokyo Drift, from Too Fast, she's she never shows up again. The lady Eva from Mendes. Tokyo Drift never shows up again, but no one else Eva does Eva Mendez never shows up again? No, not just Eva Mendez, but the lady racer from, from oh, Too Fast. Oh, the Asian girl. Yeah, the Asian girl. Yeah. Yeah. So the lady racers don't. That could be contractual things, or like they just didn't want to do the movie, or they just didn't want them. Well, I think the writers just don't always, don't always put them in. Yeah. They just go. Well, we'll just get some more guys. You know, as as far as we've come, we still got a long way to go. Well, it's because honestly, uh, like Ludacris had a bigger role in that movie than that Asian girl. Well, sure. But Ludacris had a way bigger role than. Uh, oh no, I was thinking of Tyrese had a way bigger role than Ludacris. Yeah. And but Luda it's, it's Luda. Baby, it's Luda. And he learned karate. And they just... No, I think that's great. Because if you know shit's going to go bad and you have tons of money, why wouldn't you get training? Well, wouldn't you... No, I mean, that makes total sense. Okay. Like, why wouldn't you become Batman? I don't know. I, well, I just wasn't surprised. It's a lot of work. At that. Is there anything more to say about this I think th- we've said film, a lot. About all these films... I think I think um, I think I'm good. I think we said all the words. Adam doesn't like it. Andrew's meh, and I enjoyed it. I I mean I liked it better than five. Uh, and I yeah, think it's, no. Let's not talk about your your ordering of the series because I don't want to get into that. But I th- I think it's a fitting conclusion to the storyline that began in four. Oh, completely. Yep. Uh, and I it, from here they can go any direction, and I want them to go in the craziest direction. I want there to be aliens. Um, I don't know about that. I want Ludacris and Tyrese to team up and fight aliens in the next one. And they're the only two that come back. And then they introduce seven more characters, and then only one of them comes back for the next one. Like I've, I've, And uh, The Rock said he's going to be in a spinoff where it's just him. Great. I don't, I don't mind that. I just do everything. Give me more of that. I want the series to explode. It feels like, it feels like sometimes it feels like you're watching a TV show because they come back. It comes back around so many times. Yep. I'm done. Anyone? Good night and good luck. Uh, so that's our review. I'm trying to open up the document so I can get into it. All right. Uh, let's tell you what's coming out new in theaters this oh, weekend. She looks good. Never mind. You're I take, so uh, worried about Jordana Brewster. I take. She just. It's. She just got older. Yeah. Like she went from. She matured. 
She went from, from that baby face, from yeah. baby faced, you know, oh, just out of baby. high school. Fourteen. Years she didn't ago. even have her license when that movie came out. She had to take her test to her and, to that. Her and Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, she just aged. She just aged. Neither of them had their license for the first movie, and they had to take. They had one shot to take the test, or else they're going to recast them. I just think Damn. I don't know. Maybe it'd be a good move to bring Jordana Brewster back in and be like, yeah, you know, he's being a stay-at-home dad. He loves it. Sure. Let's but go steal some cars. It. No, he said he had to get used to it. He said he, it's just unknown for him and it scared him. God, just the amount that you don't give a shit is amazing. Like, at the very least, I cared about this movie because it was his last film. And I gave it the benefit of the doubt and my care because of, especially that last sequence. Like, I know we really didn't get into it, but... I'm not that sentimental. There were, well, obviously, <laughs> there, were, there were people crying in the theater. Because I saw it opening day. I mean, I I didn't cry, but I I I could tell that the people who made the film very much cared. Oh, it fucked me up. Like they, <laughs> the literary, the like the literary metaphors that they have on screen and in the language, the dialogue, and the white car into paradise and the sunset. Like that's f- beautiful shit. Like just in every way, they couldn't have made that better. Mm-hmm. I so. thought they were gonna race. They did. Meh. We just didn't see. Life's a race. Life's Let's a do race. It. I was trying to come up with something like that, but you did it first. Life's uh, a race. Life's a race. So what do we say on this movie? We already just said. Uh, what do uh, we say, Andrew? Have you been asleep? Uh, no. Yes. Yeah, it's good. Pointing yeah, it's works good. on a podcaster very well. <laughs> uh, if they can't understand who I'm pointing to and their general and my statements uh-huh. correlating to they our opinions. They need to listen up. They, I think they, they need are. to listen better for my pointing. Okay. Come on, I still have to translate this for Telemundo. Let's New in theaters <laughs> this weekend, we got Ex Machina, The Longest Ride. Oh, I'm sorry, there's one eye. The Longest Ride. Did I say that? Let's ride. The Longest <laughs> Ride. And then in limited Larice. Limited Larice. Larice. Clouds of Sils Maria. Desert Dancer in limited release. Kill me three times. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this. Limited release. <laughs> and in limited release, Lost River. Look, the problem is, is you're trying to mimic the voices of the dudes that we found in that time capsule. And it's just, look, we tried. It didn't work. Did you guys find a time capsule? Yeah, it was oh, really We cool. didn't tell you. We, no. we put it on the, uh, on the feed. I'll have to listen to it. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, we didn't uh, tell uh, anybody about it. We just put it up as I mean, it's a not surprise. great. Uh, like material wise but it's like really fascinating yeah yeah, yeah. the sound awesome. quality is okay yeah um, they just kind of ramble but you can understand it's like one of the first they didn't know what they were doing yeah they were just recording their thoughts that on a sounds film. really great where would I they were getting drunk that? too uh, well lo- let me tell you because <laughs> uh, w- we're going to tell you things that, that we need to say thank you thanks to uh, Silent Partner who did our theme song, Sophomore Makeout, which you can find at the YouTube Audio Library. Yay. Uh, we should also thank Justin Kizon of Agents of Guard. That's agentsofguard.com. He's a good guy. He did our logo. Uh, you know what he also does? What? He does a podcast with Matt Benson <gasps> called Benview on Spielberg, where cool. every month they talk about a new Spielberg film. Uh, well, not a new one. I mean, they talk about them in order. They will be talking about a new one when it comes out, which which it, there's a new one that he's working on right now. If it comes out. It's called The Bridge of Spies. 
<laughs> not, that might be real. You might want to look that the up. The Bridge of Spies to Terabithia. It's the Tom Hanks one. Uh, Matt Benson also does a podcast with me called Shut Up, Leonard, where we talk about the former NBC television show, now Yahoo Screen web series. It's moving on up. Community. Uh, you can find us at shutupleonard.com or uh, at shutuplenpod on Twitter. Is it called Bridge of Spies? I didn't look it up. Oh, I think <laughs> you looked it up. Uh, Ain't nobody t- got time for that. If Tom... Ah, meme reference. <laughs> if Tom was here, he'd tell you about Optograph.org. Hide your wife, hide your kids. He'd also tell you about readwave.com and that he's a writer. Uh, you can find his short stories on Amazon and Smashwords. Just go to optograph.org for more details or search. Do it. Thomas Willett. Do it. Jordan. I am a broadcaster over at Gamersault Weekly. Uh, this past weekend, I streamed uh, Bloodborne, and then in a fit of, holy shit, I love this game, I accidentally stayed up till 3 o'clock in the morning and beat the game. So uh, I was planning on streaming it again, but instead I was going to stream Resident Evil. But I died playing that, and I lost about 30 minutes worth of progress. Um, and in that game, you know, bullets are not plentiful and the action is tense and i realized i didn't ever want to play it again so i shipped that off to gamefly today so i will not be playing that this weekend i'll figure out what else i'm going to play uh it's going to be on saturday uh 5 to 7 p.m at twitch tv backslash gamer assault weekly all one word um all one url and 5 to 7 p.m this weekend i'm going to play something you should show up because i'm all about user interaction and i talk to people in the chat and we have a good time we talk about crazy like i think we talked about the history of like uh horror cinema for a while like for the last 20 years because i just recently seen it follows and it was fun we have a good time so show up i love you bye (laughs) adam i don't do anything where can people find you do i just give my address or yeah just give your home address uh, right now write me a letter Write me a pretty letter. Send it to... Uh, P.O. Box. They have to spray their perfume, right? Yeah. Yep. I want to smell you. Whoa. Uh, you, don't you want powdered sugar? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. just delicious. Send me Everyone powdered send sugar. Adam powdered sugar and in an envelope. And he's just going to open it up just and just open eat it. it. Just eat it. Eat so it. Just, just put it right in the envelope with nothing it's else. delicious. Keeps don't even worry about away. labeling it. It's fine. Don't tell your milk carrier that. They'll, Actually, they'll eat it. They'll eat right. it for him. Uh... No joking here. Don't do that because if you <laughs> if you send if you send any kind of powder, no matter what, in the mail. Oh my god! Thank goodness they, that you thought of that. They I just will, thought like I was like Adam. Don't you want some powder? Sugar? They will check that at the post office and see that it's a powder of some sort. Call in Homeland Security. They'll scan it, even if it's powdered sugar, and you're just being funny. They will come to your house and knock on your door and have a very stern talking to you because it's actually against the law to do that now. So don't do it. We love you. Bye. <laughs> but for reals, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Go go to BenVNetwork.com to find uh, this podcast and many others, including the aforementioned Ben Vion Spielberg and Shut Up Leonard and many more, uh, uh, which you may have heard about already or may hear about in the future. Who knows? Uh, so that's BenViewNetwork.com on Twitter at BenViewNetwork our personal website NEVpodcast.com uh, email us uh, thoughts, suggestions, comments etc uh, NEVpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter we're at NEVpodcast and my personal Twitter is at Podcaster Andrew did you say yours? at TrueValk what's your Instagram Adam? up and Adam with two M's 
Yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. I knew he didn't have Twitter, but I knew Instagram would get him. <laughs> Who's up first? I am. I'm doing The Longest Ride, directed by George Tillman Jr., starring... I didn't say what we're doing. <laughs> what are we doing, Andrew? I'm yes, confused. The ending. You'll never guess. How it, Jordan. Yay! Scott Eastman, Britt Robertson, <laughs> Alan <laughs> Aldia, skip a beat. Uh, Melissa Bonoist. Because everyone doesn't like the word moist, so they put Benoist. I believe it's Benoist. What's nope. wrong with the word moist? I don't uh, get it. It's the very sound of the syllables remind people of the splashy nature of what that word means. It's almost onomatopoeia. Let's, let's try this real quick. Or onomatopoeia. All right. If you want to be really <laughs> fucked up. And, I've and heard that said, and it just fucks Like It yeah, gets inside just me, upsets and I'm just you. Like, no, no. no. Let's try this real quick. Let's get a uh, listener reaction. <clears throat> Moist. See, I got uncomfortable. Wait, wait, wait. one more time. We'll do it one more time. Not even one more time. Stereo, stereo. One more time. One more time. Wait, three. Moist. Moist. See, I I just didn't even like saying it. I just don't. No, I'm not good. How about lather? (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) I like that. That one one makes me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. What about like drip? Now I see. I already had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Drip. Stop it. Look, unless you're going to be a submarine like you were earlier, <laughs> I don't appreciate it. I was a submarine earlier. When, it was, uh, you guys boop, didn't hear boop, it, but Adam, boop, when, you, when you got up to the to go, uh, I became a submarine. And it, was, uh, it, was, it was amazing. <laughs> because he did something with your headphones that make it sound like we were underwater. That sounds <laughs> awesome. It was really good. Um, Are you ready? The lives of a young couple <laughs> intertwine... <laughs> With a much older man as he reflects back on a local love while he's trapped in an automobile crash. Um, this movie is going to throw people for a loop because it's going to be a combination of the older man kind of thinking back to when he had to choose between love and like what he cared about in life. And uh, it's going to be this cute, you know, romance where kind of nothing goes wrong. You know, one of those stupid things where real life doesn't matter. And no one has to worry about money or paying rent or, uh, you know, getting someone pregnant. But in this movie, uh, everything is going to be good for the young couple. And for the old man, he's going to be thinking about his past relationship and everything's going to go great there. But he ended up picking what he cared about, which was uh, dog sledding. And he became this master dog sledder. And he won you know, all these championships. It was this beautiful thing. Um, unfortunately, uh, he didn't do enough breeding and all of his dogs passed away of old age and it really broke him as a human being. And he realized that when he didn't have anyone else left in his life because his beloved animals had passed away, uh, he didn't have anyone else there to kind of pick him up. And he realized that he made the wrong choice with uh, the young love that he had in his life. But... What's really going to throw people for a loop and almost in an M. Night Shyamalan twist, uh, it's going to show the guy in the automobile crash and you'll realize that the old guy is actually Kevin Costner and it's just this fever dream he had after he fell into the car during the snowy embankment in The Postman. Um, before he took the clothes and um, mail while uh, the war leader was looking for him it's because he left. kind of hoping you'd go Waterworld. Um, uh, I've done that one before. Uh, <laughs> I really, Yeah, I think you have. Yes, I definitely have. Look, I don't like Kevin Costner as an actor so much. He's done some great movies, but goddamn, he loves doing crappy ones. Robin Hood. Uh, 
I really like Robin Hood. Don't uh, speak ill of Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood's fantastic. Are you kidding me right um, now? Prince of Thieves? Uh, I'm not going to have this discussion right now. Morgan Freeman? Look, Alan Rickman's in that, right? Alan Rickman? He's fucking amazing in that movie. I'll carve your eye out I'm with a spoon. I'm not talking about this movie and with even, you. And <laughs> even if you just judge the movie based on him, the movie's amazing. Uh so Moving he wakes on. up. He wakes up and he's like, "Wow, that was a fucked up fever dream. I never did dog sledding. <laughs> I never like had a young love. I don't even. I must have read a book before this whole fucked up thing happened, where the world went to shit. But you know what? I'm gonna go deliver this mail. All right. Credits. I like it. And scene. 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 That makes me think of Archer. There's a really fantastic Archer episode where there was a a real dude and he was just constantly he would talk and then he'd be like, scene. <laughs> Is that a newer one? Watch Archer. Yeah, it was the most recent one. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it yet. Yep. You need to catch up. I know. What are you doing, Adam? Okay. <clears throat> I am doing Kill Me Three Times, by directed by Kriv Stenders, starring Simon Pegg, Teresa Palmer, Alice Braga, and Luke Hemsworth. Professional Aaron Hemsworth. Ooh. There's a lot. Wait, what Hemsworth? Is this another Hemsworth? Yeah, didn't you know about this one? Yeah, I know they had another brother. I didn't know he acted. Yeah? Oh, okay. All right. Professional hitman Charlie Wolf finds himself in three tales of murder, blackmail, and revenge after a botched contract assignment. <clears throat> okay. So, Mr. Simon Pegg, Mr. Charlie Wolf. Okay, he's uh he's you know, he's kind of like the goofy hitman, but he's still good at his job. So what happens was he runs into Teresa Palmer, okay? And she wants him to murder her husband, Luke Hemsworth. But Luke Hemsworth has dirt on Simon Pegg and he's blackmailing him because Simon Pegg is sleeping with Alice Braga who is the wife of like a big time politician and you don't want to be on his bad side because he's a bad man. Do you understand me, Andrew? Do you understand me? Yeah. And so... I'm so uh, wait, was I supposed to say What? 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 And so there's this big triangle of murder and blackmail. And so Simon Pegg really wants to kill Luke Hemsworth because he's blackmailing him. And now this is a good enough reason because he's going to get paid for it too. So turns out, turns out, okay, you ready for this? Teresa Palmer is actually his long lost sister. Okay? What? Okay? All right? Okay? Okay? And so he <laughs> finds that. that but then you're no. very like, that's it. <laughs> and so Teresa Palmer finds this out too. All right. And she's like, oh, no, you can't kill your brother in law. He's like, but my brother in law knows I slept with the politician's wife. What do I do? And you know what he does? What is he it? goes down to the bar, he gets a pint, and he just waits for this all <laughs> to blow over. See? That's good. That's good. All right. Here we go. Here I go. I'm going to do Lost. River, directed by Ryan Gosling, of all people. Is this his first like big debut yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah, which I heard got some bad reviews, but you know, I'm going to tell you how it ends, so it's cool. Starring Christina Hendricks, Ian DeCastecker, Matt Smith, and Sarah Sharonin. A single mother is swept into a dark underworld while her teenage son discovers a road that leads him to a secret underwater town. Okay, here we go. Get ready. Give it to me. This is going to get really heavy. Uh, I'm just going to front load you on this one. This story is down low, actually a retelling of the myth of uh, Eurydice and uh, Orpheus. 
if you don't recall that myth, uh, Eurydice is a, uh, a tree nymph, uh, and Orpheus uh, famously can sing and, and play an instrument, yep. like a flute or whatever, and he makes everyone dance and happy. They fall in love. This telling has them having a son together, and then also it adds the extra layer that Orpheus leaves. Uh, but, much like in the original's tale, uh, the single mother, Eurydice, is swept into a dark underworld. She goes, she dies. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this story, Orpheus is not there to go retrieve her from the underworld like he does oh. in the myth. But her son, instead of going after her into, uh, into the underworld, he remembers that there was a, a, a library that held all of the world's knowledge, but it was flooded. So he goes to find the Library of Alexandria in the flooded Ooh. ruins. And so that's why he finds that secret underwater town. And he somehow finds a way to go down there and, and discover the the way to save her from the underworld. Nice. Uh, but then when he does go to do it, it is, in fact, his father comes back. He knew that she died. He comes back and and the son gives him the way to do it. And the film kind of ends on a, you don't know if he pulls it off, but you know that the son... He he forgives his father for being gone for all those years. Nice, I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good it's stuff. Deep. And the Lost River, uh-huh. by the way, uh, if you didn't understand the title, oh, give it to me. The River Sticks. Oh, yeah, they have to find it because it's lost. Yeah, it's you know. Oh no, nah, I it's get whole, it. It's a whole great. Matt thing. Smith plays a bully in this movie. Yeah, he plays death. I'm, yeah, of course, of course, death is a bully. Well, when you when you connect that to his Doctor Who character and. Realize the backstory of Doctor Who and how he's kind of, if you think about it, the destroyer of worlds. Yeah. Well, don't they like backpedal in that one episode? I'm not. I haven't watched for like a whole season. Yeah, I'm not up to date. I'm pretty sure it's an episode where they just backpedal it and go of like, I kind of was not. Of course they did. Yeah. That was the 50th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that one? Nope. Oh, well. There's that. Well. Good times. That's the show. Uh, if any of those endings are Hold correct. On. What did we just do? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's end the guessing. Beautiful. Uh, are correct, then email us at evpodcast at gmail.com uh, and tell us. I mean, we don't really care, but we want to know that you're I listening. care. Okay, tell Adam. Tell me. On Instagram. On Instagram. Up an Adam with Up two M's. and at them. If, uh, if you want to see something cool and you like video games, I accidentally made uh, Harry Potter. My hunter oh, in I Bloodborne. S- I saw that on your Twitter, and uh, it was an accident, but it's beautiful. Yeah, and I'm proud of myself. People have made like uh, the like Joker, and I, I really like the Jokers that they make. The difference is, I did it 100 yeah, by it accident, yeah. and then Christine was like, "Oh, you made a new character. Let me see it." And I took a picture, and I went, "That's Harry Potter. You're a wizard, Harry. You're a hunter, Harry. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's it." That's all we got. Thank you for coming. We're out of of gas. So what are we going to be reviewing? I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. Well, be sure to join us next time when we review. I don't know. We're going to figure it out. I'm Andrew. I'm Jordan. And I'm Adam. Bye-bye. Talk like this the whole time. Just a fraction. Andrew, just talk like this. No, the we're not doing a joke. Talk-
talking. Yeah, this is my normal talking. This is not your normal talking. You've never spoken like this. I've spoken like this all the time. You never said it like that. See? Man. podcast land my name is josh and this is jesse hello and we happen to do a podcast about video games called the extra damage cast indeed we do if you like to talk about video games or more accurately listen to other people talk about video games you should check out our podcast it's at extradamage.com or on the benview network website whatever that is This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.